Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This brother, he's one of the hardest working poets that I know. I give you Eddie Kane. Welcome to Eddie Kane Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Kane. This is episode 10 of Eddie Kane Radio. I'm excited. We finally made it to the double digits. (laughs) How is everybody doing out there? Obviously, I'm doing great. I'm feeling great. Had some good energy transferred over to me, so doing quite all right. Uh, Today, like I said, is uh, is episode 10. Today is April 28, 2015. Wow. Time is, is definitely going by very, very quickly like when a time warp or something like that. But we're coming to you live from the Metroplex, North Texas, United States of America, planet Earth, the Milky Way, somewhere out here in the universe. Yes, we are. Uh, Today is going great, except for uh, one thing you're probably going to hear me keep talking about all spring, and that is these daggone allergies. You know, there's... um, I know April showers bring May flowers, but it also brings in a, a lot of pollen, a lot of that. So, you know, to all you people that are out there suffering from allergies, I empathize with you because it sucks. I'd rather be sick, but I'm lying. No, I wouldn't. But, uh, you know, that's another thing. <clears throat> as far as what's been going on, as, as far as hot topics, you know, I'm not sure if people know about what's taking place in Baltimore, Maryland, and the situation out there, it's almost uh, seems as if it's at a point of a level or a status as far as Dale and Ferguson, but the unique thing about it is um, uh, is on the East Coast and uh, is right there next to the nation's capital, as well as you have a black mayor there also, and what I find it interesting because it's, it's, it's basically right down the street from Washington, D.C. So I know um, this must really look kind of funny to the rest of the world as far as you have out, uprisings, so-called quote-unquote uprisings and things like that, which is nothing but a protests and marches and all. And it's a, a cycle that uh, is really being repeated. You know, people haven't learned their lessons yet. You know, this is nothing new. It's going to, things like this are going to keep happening. And it's going to keep happening until somebody wakes up and say, okay, look, we keep doing the wrong thing, but we keep expecting the right results. That really is the definition of insanity. So when when people finally get their minds right as far as what they need to do in order to coexist or not coexist, however it may be, but in order to have peace amongst yourself, you know, it's get to a point where you have to realize what needs to be done. And since this is going on lately and time is it seems to be repeating itself because as early as, you know, um, you have the Rodney King verdicts as well as with the, um, in the six days, watch riots and things like that, civil rights, uh, discrimination, police brutality, it's, it's, it's nothing old. And that will be a topic that actually we're going to have tonight. Um, 
That'll be part of the uh, the fire conversation segment. That's what I'm going to call it. It just came to me. So it'll be fire conversation when we discuss uh, social issues of these, these this magnitude and, and how can we come up with solutions and, and what we can do. But um, other than that, some great things have really been going on. Um, the show seems to be getting better and better with each, which each, each guest. Um, our last guest we had was Ayana Molina. Uh, she was the writer of the book Runaway Girl, and she's also um, she's a radio host as well. And her mission is True Love Movement. So, for all of those is out there, you know, um, if if you didn't get a chance to listen to the show, you need to definitely check that out. That's uh, episode nine, uh, True Love Movement with Ayana Molina, and you can go ahead and check out her book on her page, TrueLoveMovement.com. But what I wanted to talk about today, um, I have another great guest. Uh, like I say, the shows just keep getting better. And and we when we initially started this show, I wanted it to be where it could be a platform or a tool, not only um, for for spoken word arts, but for authors, motivational speakers as well, because this is something that that we all need, and and everyone needs to uh, everyone everyone has a story to tell. Everyone needs to be heard. And the guest that we have today, she she is an awesome awesome person. Her name is Annette Jones. She's an author, a motivational speaker, and a success coach. She is she's phenomenal. She's gonna be on the on the store on the store. <laughs> she is going to be on the show a little bit later. But <clears throat> you know, she's the product of a single mother household and she was born and raised out of the housing project in New Orleans. And um, for 23 years, she was educated in New Orleans public schools. Actually, we graduated together, and um, and so that's was a, which is a great thing because I can I I can actually testify to 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 seeing Annette come as far as she's come. You know, she's a first generation college graduate uh, and the very first entrepreneur in her family. She earned a, a undergraduate degree in psychology at Southern University in New Orleans. And she also has a degree in community counseling in Xavier University. She is executive director of ATL's Youth Foundation. She's the owner of Dark Consulting Professional Services. She's a co-owner of Awkward Barbecue and Catering, and she's the author of actually three books. And so she is a very phenomenal person, and, and I, I wanted her to come on the show so she can bless our listeners and uh, bless you all that's out there because I'm pretty sure you will be able to pick up a couple of uh, a couple of nuggets because she definitely dropped some jewels and things for her are doing nothing but getting greater and greater. And so we definitely wish Annette the great things, and when we get on the line, she's definitely going to blow your mind. Hello, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I am doing awesome, Matt. I am doing well. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, no, that's not a problem. That is not a problem. You know, I'm just thankful for having you on here because I know you will have an impact on, on someone, if not just me. <laughs> You've already done that. <laughs> well, any opportunity yeah. I get to have an impact on anybody's life, I welcome that opportunity. So thank you so much for for giving me the platform to do so. Oh, that is not a problem, not a problem at all. How's um, the weather out there in New Orleans? Uh, it's, uh, you know, a tit or miss. Yesterday we had a couple of tornado warnings and massive rain. 
Today is just a little cool. We haven't had any rain yet, so hopefully the bad, bad weather has blown over. I, I didn't even know we had tornadoes at home. So. <laughs> right. We never did before, so I'm like, Lord, where's all of this coming from? We go from you know, almost on the 10-year anniversary of Katrina, and now we're starting to have tornadoes. So, geez, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is crazy. Right. <laughs> but, um, okay, Lord, I've been here almost 40 years and never had a tornado, and now we have them, so you never know. Right, you're right about that. You're right about that. I mean, I've actually had a a couple of earthquakes out here in Texas, and I'm tripping out by that. You know, that's right. I guess that's the fracking or whatever. But um, enough of the weather. What I want to talk about is you and the work that you've been doing, and and I want definitely, you know, you can tell us about the the great things that you're doing um, from 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 mental health to to working with youth. I think that is it is very awesome. And I want to know if you can uh. If you can go ahead and tell our listeners out there, you know, tell us about yourself. Um, I think you did a great introduction. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm merely, I don't, you know, I don't see it as great. I just, you know, the things that I do or whatever, I feel like God has told me to do them. So I just kind of, I'm just a, I'm just a vessel that God uses to do whatever He needs me to do. So I'm just, I'm a, a willing vessel because you can be a vessel and be reluctant. So I'm just a willing vessel that does what God calls me to do. So I mean, it just. You know, it just happened to be working with children, empowering people, empowering women, those type of things or whatever. And that's pretty much my calling in life. But those are the things that he's called me to do, and I'm happy to do them. You know, it's really my it's my passion. So it's what I love to do, and it just really doesn't seem like work. It just seems like this is another day of me doing something that I really enjoy doing. Wow. That is, um, see, what you just said, uh, basic, not, not, uh, and not basically, what you just said was something that most people, have not had the opportunity to experience because what you just said was your work, what you do does not feel like work. It does not feel like a job. And mm-hmm. and I've heard the terminology many a time as far as a, if you're doing something you love, it will never be considered work. Right. How, it feel like how did it, it get to that point? Um, well, how did it get to the point of me working in my fashion? Yeah, yes, it's fun um, because I, I, you know, I, I remember, you know, when um, this was years ago, and you was like, I remember you put a post on Facebook, you like, God told me to just go ahead and quit my job, and <laughs> and just step out on faith, and and so I'm gonna do it. I'm scared as I don't know what, but <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I mean, I mean, to listen to your highest self to 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 from there, from you just go ahead and tell us about it. Well. First, you have to identify what you're passionate about, what it is that you really love to do, and just make sure it's in line with what God is calling you to do. So that's the first, that's the first step, to be able to even, you know, identify what it is that you're passionate about, to be able to get to work in it. And at that time, I was, just like you, Eddie, I was scared, I was scared to death. Um, because at that time, God called me to work on my nonprofit full time, but my nonprofit at that time wasn't paying enough to pay me a salary. It wasn't gaining enough money, in other words, to give me a salary. Um and so I really, like, I was hoping that guy was joking when he called me to do this because I'm like, I don't have any money. Say, you know, I was, I was, you know, at first I took it as maybe he meant me to give this message to somebody else because he's always giving me messages to relate to other people, you know, kind of to empower their life. So I just was like, this right. must be the message for somebody else. You know, I was, at least I was hoping that it was. And so he came back to me because, you know, typically I wake up really early in the morning before anybody else in the household gets up and I, you know, do my workout and I spend my time with God or whatever. And he was like, you know, I need you to do this full time. And so, you know, after 
you know, a lot of back and forth or whatever between me and God or whatever. And I'm just like, look, you know, I felt like I needed to have like a bargaining tool with God. I, you know, and, and I guess he just appeased because he was like, okay, that's what you feel like you need to do. Go right on ahead with it. But I still need you to leave this job. So I'm like, God, you know, if you promise to take care of my children, I don't know, then I'll step out and I'll do it. So, you know, I got a little comfort in that or whatever. And I had to make myself feel like I was negotiating with God. And he, you know, he entertained me for a little while. But to, to make the long story short, <laughs> He pressed on me so heavy that I had to quit the job. So literally, it was my faith walk because that's all I really had was faith. I didn't have any money in the bank. I didn't have any money saved up. My um, nonprofit wasn't making a whole lot of money to pay me no full salary. So I went from a job that was um, paying me every two weeks as, a, as supervising a super, uh, social service agency to working full-time in my nonprofit. And I promise you that God, through that transition, my, both of my children were in private schools, everything or whatever, tuition got paid, Light bills, got, everything got paid, and I couldn't begin to tell you how. But it was literally, you know, my faith and obedience to what God was calling me to do, and he made the provisions. Now, I, I, to calculate and to go back, I couldn't begin to tell you where the money came from, what God did, how he did it. And it's not even my business. I just had to go about his business, and he took care of mine. So, that you know, that's one of the things I, I, I tell all of my clients that I coach on is that if God, you have to make sure that you hear the voice of God to say, this is don't just jump out and do it on your own because you jump out and do it on your own then you're on your own. But if you jump out right. and do it when he says to do it, then you can you can count you know you can count your blessings and know that he has everything in store for you that that you need to succeed because God is not going to allow you to fail. You can't tell a story to say God called you and I failed because in Him the words say you can do all things but fail. So. If if you fail, then that ain't what he called you to do. Now, you're going to make some mistakes and some errors along the way. Keep that in mind because, again, we have our human flesh, and sometimes we think, and it's not in accordance with what God wants you to do, but he's not going to allow you to fail. So making error is different from complete failure. Errors is what you learn from failure. Right. You just fail. So um, right, you know, right. I, I answered the call or whatever, and, 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 and I promise you, like, me and my children have traveled. We have done everything. This is the, my, my nonprofit has been a – June 11 is going to be eight years. This is the first year I've drawn a full salary from the nonprofit. But it takes you to put a lot of work into it. And like I said, it really doesn't feel like work because it's what I'm passionate about doing. But, it's it, you know, it kept me up some nights or whatever. But what you realize is when you're operating in your passion, you have that fuel and that fire in you that you don't want to put it down. So you just working countless right. hours and doing what God calling you to do. And it just feel like I'm really doing what I enjoy doing. So when I get a paycheck, now I get paid twice a month, you know, the 15 and the last that I'm on, just like my other employees. And mm-hmm. when I get a paycheck, it really just feels like a bonus coming to me. You know, it just feels like, you know, when right. somebody's rewarding you for doing something that you really enjoy doing, like you go to an award ceremony and you do so much in the community and people say, I want to acknowledge you. It almost feels like an acknowledgement or a bonus when you get paid for doing what you want to do. Because, you know, when you're right. on a job that you don't like, you're like, I just want my check. You're not even thinking yeah. about it because you, you know, I just I'm trying to work as little hours as possible. But you just work countless hours, and when you get paid, you're like, oh, that's, you know, that's good. Let me just keep on because you really enjoy what you're doing. So when you're working in your passion, right. you're really not working. You're just doing what you call to do. And the, the paycheck is just a bonus for doing what you're calling to do. So, yeah, back then, that was um, almost four years ago when I put it on Facebook. And, I'm, you know, God called me to step out. It was July 1st, and it was the scariest thing that I had ever done. And I, when I went to turn in my two weeks' notice, um, I, I, it was my hands were shaking, and I was just like, God, I'm just doing what you told me to do. And so once my last day got here, it was just like, okay, God, now it's me and you. You know, you told me to do, do this, walk, this faith walk thing. 
I'm doing this faith walk. My legs are trembling. My knees are buckling, but I'm 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 walking. And and the more I walk, mm-hmm. the more provisions he made. The farther I walk, the more provisions mm-hmm. he made. So from now, you know, the nonprofit has grown into. We were just doing like youth empowerment and teaching life and social skills at that point in time. We now have our sure. girls program, which is called the Insulinos Girls Program. So it te- it um it teaches. Everything that we feel like young ladies need to transition into, you know, adulthood, womanhood. So etiquette skills, entrepreneurship skills, life and social skills, everything. With that, we get a grant every summer to provide a six-week summer program. So that's a blessing to us. We also I have saw a that uh, Drew Brees uh, tech. Uh, yeah, tech we, we've right, gotten yeah. Drew Brees. We've gotten funding from Walmart. We've gotten funding from the Wisdom Foundation. So God has continued to bless us. The more we push, the more we go, um, God has continued to bless us. And then last year we got the biggest contract that we, you know, typically ever had, which is a contract through Medicaid to provide mental health services. So we've been blessed beyond measure. And at this point, now the agency has about 12 employees. So my employees, they go out and they provide counseling and enrichment services to uh, disadvantaged youth from ages five on, you know, those that are suffering with mental illness. And they go out and provide those services, the counseling services and the teaching services to them. And we still have teen camps and everything else that's still going on. So we got a lot going on. I mean, but you got a lot going on, but you have a lot of good things going on because I know as far as uh, mental health in Louisiana, the greatest governor in Louisiana history, Mr. Bobby mm-hmm. Jindal. Yeah. I know that he got rid of all the, uh, if not, well, if not all, most of the mental health service programs out there. And, and I think that is, that's a sin. That's a disservice to do to, to the citizens of your, your state, you know, so right. because, because, you know, without that, that mental health treatment, you know, some people are going to end up, well, a lot of people, some are going to end up in jail. Some people are going to be homeless, you know, just so many right. different things. And, and right. for you to to help fill that void, I think that is definitely a great thing. As a matter of fact, um, I need to plug you in with our guest from yesterday, Yana Molina, because she's—I don't know if she went to Xavier, but uh, she's working in the mental health out there in New Orleans as well. Y'all doing the same same type of thing, so you all might want to get together. But okay. I mean, this is, yeah, that is something beautiful. I mean, wow, you have the youth, you have. Also dealing with mental health, and um, I know you do consulting. Yeah, my passion overall is uh, is helping people. So it just it, you know it, it doesn't matter what capacity that I can do it in. You know, typically as Christians, we say if I can help somebody as I pass this way, then my living is not in vain. But I, you know, I didn't want to limit myself to because you know my master's degree is in is in community counseling. So initially, that right. puts you in a box to help everybody that has mental illness. Well, I also know that people that are quote unquote normal. I don't know how normal we all really are, but quote unquote normal. <laughs> <laughs> there are some capacities that we need assistance in as well. And so I right. get a certification in life life coaching. So I you know I provide life coaching services. And um, Ignite the Fight is my coaching business where I provide, like, entrepreneurship coaching or uh, personal coaching, just trying to, you know, teach people how to strike a balance between personal life, business life, or if they want to start up some type of business or whatever, just kind of coaching them through that. And, um, yeah, because I went back to school to, you know, take a couple of business courses and entrepreneurship courses to teach me, you know, about that capacity because I, right. all of my, uh, you know, all of my schooling had been in people, you know, understanding people, my undergrad degrees in psychology, my master's degrees in um, community counseling, so just working with people, but I didn't understand business. And I needed that for myself because, I, you know, I knew at some point right. I was going to grow my nonprofit a little bit more. And um, my board was like, you're not bringing in any money. I was like, but we helping people. And it was like, you could help more people if you had money, you know, 
bring it because I'm thinking right. in terms of I'm just gonna help these people, you know, not thinking in terms of well, we need money to keep I up. I gotta get this money, right? Right, exactly. So <laughs> I, I, I need like, money to help. Exactly. Yeah. So my vice president, she's an MBA, so naturally she's all money, and my accountant, naturally she's all numbers. And uh, so they were like, yeah, but you could do so much more if you just brought some more money in. So I was like, and then the light came on. I was like, you know, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so let me go right. business courses to see how I can front this as a business and as a, you know, social service agency. So we're bringing in money to be able to, you know, hire other staff and make sure people can feed their families and pay them, a, you know, a good salary or whatever because we pay them way above, right. you know, minimum wage. So um, that is good. So they have a good salary to be able to sustain and to be able to take care of their families and then we can treat them periodically and then we can still have community events where we do back to school giveaways and Christmas giveaways, you know, all that type of stuff or whatever. So, you know, in order to do that, you need money to do it. So I went on and took some courses or whatever so that I can further my business. But in doing so, I had people coming to me, you know, seeking advice on how to, you know, how to start this, how to do this, how to, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. So I was like, well, let me just start doing some business consulting because that's technically what I'm doing. When I'm giving you advice and telling you how to start your business and, and, and writing business plans for you and writing grants and this is that, right. then I'm doing business consulting. And so I started on uh, dark consulting and professional services, which, you know, in this capacity, it helps me to um, start. My passion is really nonprofit. So we do a whole lot of 501c3 applications and package getting, uh, you know, all my clients their 501c3 uh, status with the IRS so that they can, you know, be tax exempt or whatever. We do business plans. Um, I'm moving from doing grant writing because it consumes so much of my time, and then I have I really don't have right. a lot of time for it to consume. So I'm moving into the capacity of just really um, teaching my clients how to write the grant. So I just want to, you know, do the classes and teach them how to write it because I feel like, you know, if you, you know, provide a man with a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach him the fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. So if I teach you how to write right. grants, and you can write grants for the duration of your nonprofit as opposed to you relying on me every time that a RFP comes to, right. you know, to respond to it. And so I'm moving into the capacity of just teaching grant writing and not writing, you know, taking on any more grants to write myself besides those for my nonprofit. So, um, yeah, as a business consultant, those are some of the things I do, just kind of set up mental health, you know, businesses that are very similar to mine um, without being intimidated. I'm not into, I, you know, I open businesses that are exactly like mine, that do the same thing I do, that service the same people that I do, because I know one thing, God does not have a case of mistaken identity. He's not going to give you the blessing that he has intended for me, you know. I just know that God, right. you, know, you know, he never had amnesia, and this is that. So I know that you won't, I'm not intimidated by that. I'll open you, and you could be right next door to me. So I open the same kind of businesses that I can, you know, that I run and have gone on or whatever. But, I, you know, I help others to get, get their doors open and do everything that they have to do in order for them to succeed. Because I know, you know, when God called me to this, um, you know, blessing people and working with children, this is that I wasn't the only one that he called. Right, right. So, I mean, it's, it's also awesome that, I mean, it's, it's good that, you know, you can you can provide jobs because, <clears throat> excuse me, Within with this economy the way it is, it's, it's it's so messed up. But you can provide a sustainable living. You actually, that is a blessing within itself. You know, just mm-hmm. to even, just to even, you know, be a, a well or a source of income from someone else to, to take care of their families and all. And and that shows a lot about you. You know, being a business, being a businesswoman, a business owner, wearing these various hats. And mm-hmm. that is that mm-hmm. is very commendable. So let me know when they nominate you at the Chamber of Commerce for Business Woman of the Year. You know, <laughs> I'm serious. Let me know because I mean, you, wow, you are you really blossoming and blooming. And and, and this is, and and we're talking about in a matter of four years, and you're not even yeah. nowhere near your peak. You know what right. I'm saying? You're nowhere near your right. peak, and that is that is awesome. And 
And we haven't even talked about the books yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> haven't even talked. We that. haven't talked about the books. You know, your books and, and essence fest and everything. We haven't. We haven't even talked about any of that. Um, I remember when I first saw your book. Uh, you was advertising, and it was conquering the enemy. Uh-huh. And I was like, let me go ahead and uh, support that. Now, uh, to all my listeners out there, and don't take offense, but usually, like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll buy books from people, you know, to support them, but a lot of times I really don't read them. I'm sorry, uh-huh. y'all, but if, if you think this is you, I read your book. You're <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> but, you know, as soon as I, I, I saw the book and I was like, Conquering the enemy. All right, let me see what I'm talking about. And when I read it, I was like, "Wow!" I mean, <laughs> we went to high school together, so I knew a little of your background, but I did not know completely about your background. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it was, <clears throat> I was taken aback. And I don't know how to phrase this without even sounding ignorant or indignant. You know. With with my black listeners, so please forgive me. But usually, when when if you hear somebody grew up in the housing project, you usually think of you know that that's a certain type of mentality, mm-hmm. which is not a which is not a, a good mentality. Usually, is it usually growing up in the project is associated with a lower class of a type of person. And I know mm-hmm. that's not always the case because my family comes from from the Magnolia Project. I mean, you've always carried yourself with grace and dignity and self respect. Now mm-hmm. I also notice that you will put somebody in check if they disrespect you, though. Yes, yes. <laughs> you They're know, you had no problem. Right, right. And but I'm just saying, all of that is to say is that I, I never, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. That's why you, you never know what a person is going through or has gone through or anything like that. I mean, you, huh. you have so many firsts. I mean, the first right. one go to college, graduate from in your family, you know, the first entrepreneur and the first one to write a book, Conquering the Enemy. And 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 that's what I saw that. I didn't even know about your nonprofit before that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about uh, mm-hmm. what you had. So I thought, you know, can you tell us about, you know, how did how did Conquering the Enemy come about? You know, because it seemed like that was a Kickstarter to everything else. Well, actually, our Conquering the Enemy was a, it was like three years in, in the works. So I had already had the nonprofit before I even wrote the book. But what happened was, again, God spoke to my spirit and told me um, to write, you know, just write. And so I started writing, and I didn't feel like it was going in the direction that I was supposed to be going. You know, you just have that gut feeling, like I'm writing, but I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be writing. And so I had written about, you know, because I'm, 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 I'm still a type that needs to put it on paper and scratch through it. And, it's, you know, I'm not, I haven't moved to that. Let me put it on this iPad piece of, like, you know, I, don't, right. I just need to right. write. I need to physically write. And so I had about two tablets full of content. You know, not not an electronic tablet, a real tablet with the wire, you know, the spiral, you know, spiral spine, you know, one of those. And so I lost them. And I completely lost, I don't know where I lost them at, because if I knew where I lost them, they wouldn't be lost. But they never, uh, they vanished, whatever happened to them. I I don't have a clue where they are. And so I said, well, God, apparently that's not what you wanted me to write, because I can't even put my hands on it, and I can't imagine where I could have put them because I would normally keep them in my briefcase, you know, just so I could, you know, when I have an idea, I could write it down. And so I said, well, right. God, tell me, which, you know, what you want me to write 
And because I'm the type of person, in my mind, everything has to make sense. So you would operate from a title first, then a chapter, and, you know, that's, that's my way of thinking. And God said, just write. So I just started writing, and I still didn't know what I, I didn't know what the title of the book was. I didn't know anything. I just started writing. And I said, well, God, eventually you're going to, because, again, I'm operating in something that's uncomfortable for me because I'm used to working from a title. And, then, you know, like when we would write a paper in school, and you have a, a title that, you know, the title that you're working from, and you know what you're working from. So I said, well, God, this is all you, because I still don't have a clue what I'm doing, so I really feel out of place. You know, I feel out of order. I feel like I'm out of order. And the Lord said, well, just keep writing, and, it, you know, it all makes sense to you in the end. So once I finished writing everything, then he gave me the title, Conquering the Enemy. And when people see it, initially somebody was like, you know, you spelled that word wrong. I said, I spelled it wrong on purpose. It's, it's talking about the enemy of me, not the enemy, not an external enemy. Because most people, when they think of an enemy, they think of somebody on the outside, like a hater that's coming towards me or somebody that hates me. But most of the time, your biggest enemy is within you. You know, so I spelled enemy, E-N-E-M-E on purpose because that's who our biggest enemy is most of the time. And so um, oh. when he said, you know, it's, it's conquering the enemy, and I and I saw it, I, I saw the spelling and everything, and then I, I had to go back and read what I wrote to make sure it even matched up and lined up with what that title was. And I was like, oh, God, okay, I see, you know, you do your own thing, you know. God. So, I, you know, that's what I have to, at, at some point I just have to learn to, like, go with what God's saying because typically he knows what's best anyway. Um, again, I'm I'm just a vessel. You know, he's just using me to do whatever he wants to magnify him, you know, in this earth realm or whatever. But I was totally out of, I was totally uncomfortable even writing that whole book because, again, like I said, I wrote it without a title. He didn't give me the title until after I was finished writing. But um, he typically said how even um, that was one of my areas of struggle, knowing that, you know, I had never been an entrepreneur before. I've never seen it before. Um, what it was like, you know, going through college and this is that or whatever. And a lot of times I would tell myself, oh, girl, you can't do that. You ain't qualified to do that. Ain't nobody in your family, you know, that type of thing. Ain't nobody in your family ever graduated college. You ain't never seen that before or whatever. So my inner self would be like, you ain't going to never make it. Ain't nobody in your family ever did this. Or you never going to graduate from college. Ain't nobody in your family ever did this. You know, those type of things or whatever. And those were my, I was my biggest hindrance to accomplishing a lot of stuff that I, you know, felt like I could have accomplished a lot sooner in life. And I, you know, right. I was starting to coach people and talking to people. And I started realizing, we, like, the voice, that, that little voice on the inside, that little voice on the inside never says anything positive. It doesn't say, you know, if you take that leap of faith, you might end up being a millionaire. It always has the negative connotation. Like, what if you fail? You're going to be homeless. This is that. Why does that little voice always have the negative connotation? It never picks up on the positive. Mm-hmm. And so right. I started saying that, that that is your inner enemy. So that's what caused me to write that particular book. That is that is awesome. And then I remember... Uh, <laughs> First off, everybody that's listening, you have to check out, you know, um, Conquering the Enemy. You'll be able to find it on Amazon. But earlier today, I texted Nets because I couldn't think of the name of the book because I couldn't find my copy. I knew it was Conquering, but I didn't know if it was Conquering Myself or something like that. So I was like, well, let me text Annette and ask her what's the name of the book. So she sent me the text, and so she had two other books I didn't even know about. And I'm like, whoa, uh, <laughs> I need to catch up. Where have I been? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, wait, I need to catch up. All right, she had two motivational books out, and then, you know, this this girl is on the grind. You know, no offense, but that's what, like like we say back in the day, man, what you part Jamaican or something? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like <laughs> you are, you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? And and and, mm-hmm. and you're doing it effortlessly. 
you know, where it's like you said, it doesn't feel like work. What you're doing is your passion. What it is, you know, like is a is another extension of you that's just coming out, or or even um is is your form of of creation or creativity. You know, this is how you're showing that you're I am. I am here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you said something earlier also about uh being the you know uh the self doubt. You know that you were your your worst enemy, your worst enemy was saying, you can't do that. Can't, nobody ever graduated in your family, this or this or this. And what's mm-hmm. so funny is I was thinking about putting a post. As a matter of fact, this morning, I was my status on Facebook was going to be, what are you going to be the first in your family to do? Right, right. You know, because we have, we, all of our families are like this. You know, we, we always say, well, I wish the uncles or the aunts, they should have gone a different route and we'll be living in this different situation. You know, we're mm-hmm. always waiting for someone else to do it or, or to break that, that cycle. You know, right. they, we call it quote unquote generational curse. And that generational right. curse is really nothing but, but lack of knowledge and, and lack then, of and initiative. We, and we talk about general generational curses, but when, when, who's the one that's going to set the temple for a generational blessing? Exactly. Right. You see, and, and a lot of us are like, you know, why me? But why not you? Somebody got to yep. put the curse, right, and, and, and change mm-hmm. the tradition. So my family tradition typically was, you know, most of the people stayed in a the project. They worked from 9 to 5 and, you know, broke, uh, you know, broke by, get paid by Friday or broke by Monday. You know what I'm saying? That was, the, that was the cycle. I didn't like it. I didn't like that cycle. And it didn't make me feel comfortable to even think about that cycle or to think about passing that same curse on to my children. So I had to break the cycle. So let me be the spoke in the wheel. Let me be the, you know, whatever you want me to be, I'll be there. But as long as I don't have to repeat this cycle, because I don't like getting paid on Friday and having to rob Paul, Peter, nobody. I don't want to rob, I want to be paid. Everybody that I owe, you know, uh, and make sure that I don't owe nobody nothing, you know. So that's my thing. It it, it has to stop somewhere. So why not not it be you? Why are you not not the example that's going to change the generational curse into generational blessings? And then at some point, your children can look at you and say, you know what? My mom changed the whole cycle of this whole family. That's the the ultimate goal of you. That's the ultimate goal. You want your children to have better than you. So I don't want my children to see me struggle through life and think that that's a norm because children look at you and they 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 do what you do. So that looks like a norm. I'm gonna work nine to five. I'm gonna scratch my head every time bills come doing this. They think that's a norm and they repeat that cycle. So why not? Why Mm -hmm. not create a new norm? That's right. And and what's so funny how you say it is, uh, my children are going to be the ones who to see that I, I broke that curse because I always used to think like, you know, driving down St. Charles Avenue, you know, the street cars and you have <clears throat> all of these, you know, it's like you leave in the hood that the next block you're on St. Charles Avenue with these million dollar homes and all. And, um, and I used to always think, you know, you go up into these million dollar uh, mansions and slave quarters on St. Charles. I'm like, I bet you they have a, a big oil painting of some old rich white dude up in there. And, they, and these white folks said, that's my great, great, great granddaddy. He the one that got the fortune for the family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, mm-hmm. and I was always, I always thought in the back of my mind, I was like, <clears throat> and to all my family out there, you Lewis's, Shepherds, Williams, Coors, blah, 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 blah. Listen up. Time to break that curse. But I always felt, I always said to myself, I'm going to be the one to break that curse for my children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so they can see that it's, it's something different. And, and what, I'm, what I'm noticing right now is it's a paradigm shift that's happening in the world. You know, mm-hmm. so many people, people are starting to wake up. You have, uh, I have never seen so many people with an entrepreneurial spirit. 
You know, our family, right. you know, our parents, you know, they came from a generation where they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have to worry about entrepreneurial stuff because even if you, you went to high school, you got a high school diploma, you was, you was good to go. You got you a good right. job. You worked 30, 35 years, and you can retire, and you straight. But right. in today's world, it's like even with a bachelor's degree, that's just like having a high school diploma. So you're competing against so many other people. And, I mean, to take that leap of faith like what you did and, and to depend upon yourself, to get to where you are, that is that is amazing. That is astounding, and, and that that goes to show that is a testimony within itself for people to, to listen to is have faith. Just have faith. Right. Go ahead and do it. Don't worry about don't worry about the money. The money is going to come as long right. as your your three necessities are met. You straight, which is food, right. clothing, and shelter. Right. Everything else, like you said, is, is a bonus or is a land yet. Because I can't, right. t- I'm, I'm not going to lie, I can't wait to tell you when, um, when I start to see these checks coming in for the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bonus. <laughs> right. I mean, I can't wait to start seeing that. It, it'll be a minute. But it's, that's, I'm not worried about that, though. I know that'll come. You know, uh, right. I know that'll definitely come. So I'm not even worried about that at all. But um, right. another one of your books that you had written was Every Day is a New Day. Is that the, um, I, like I said, I didn't get a chance to read those. Is that the one about the affirmations? or? Yeah, that's the one about the positive affirmations. It's, it's only an e-book, so it's on, um, it's on Amazon, and I want to say it's on Born and Noble, but it's, a, it's on an e-book, and it's a, a positive affirmation. So it's 30 days of positive affirmations. Just trying, you know, you know, when you start your day out with positive affirmations, you can go through the day, you know, effortlessly, in other words. So you can go through the day, Whatever trials you may face, they, they're just there. I'm going to face them, I'm going to deal with them, and I'm keep on pressing on as opposed to allowing them to overtake you. You overtake that. When you when you start your day on a positive note, you can end your day on a positive note. Now, what goes on oh, in the middle, right it's not that. guaranteed that everything is going to be positive in the middle, but you can, end the, you can end the day on a positive note if you start it off positive. So that's... That's just you know that one is an ebook, and like I said, it's, it's pretty much thirty days of uh, affirmation. So you just read one affirmation a day, um, and it'll have like the affirmation, and then you know something to follow the affirmation or whatever, just to carry you throughout the day, um, which can be your mantra for the day if that's what you choose, if that's how you choose to utilize it. And then the third okay. book is um, is an actual actual book, um, and I utilize this as a tool for like a lot of my clients that I coach. Um, it's called creating a stream to live your dreams. Because a lot of people, what they have, they have a gift. God gives everybody a gift. I simply believe that. I don't think it, I don't think He sent anybody here ill-equipped or without a gift. And, and, and the Bible says your gift will make room for you. So, in other words, nobody should be broke because you have a gift that that you can utilize to make money to do whatever you need to do in right. life. But most people don't eat, don't tap into the gift, or they don't see how the gift can create, you know, wealth. And so I utilize that as a tool to not only get them to recognize their gift and how it makes money for them, how it can make multiple streams of income for them. And I use, for example, I had um, a young lady that loved to cook. She was going to school to be a chef, and all she could think of was just, like, catering for parties. And so I said, well, cooking in itself can create so many streams for you, but she didn't see it. And so what I got her to see was, one, another stream, she can create a cooking book, a cookbook. That would create a stream of income, right, because you'll sell from the cookbook. You have a product to sell. Um, that's right. one thing. Catering is one thing that you're already doing. Doing private dinners for couples, that's one thing. Um, 
teaching cooking classes, that's another stream of income. You know what I'm saying? So with one gift, you can have at least five streams of income with one gift alone. Exactly. So that's the way to create wealth for you and your family, by tapping into everything. Like Keenan and I have been and saying in, um, what was that movie? Uh, Don't Drink the Juice Wine Hood. Message. Y'all hear that, huh? <laughs> Message. <laughs> Message. You got a gift. You can make five different streams of income off of it. Right. Message. And that's the, that's the least amount. Because typically, like, one of my businesses has seven streams of income alone. And in order to be rich, you need at least five or six streams of income. One of them has exactly. seven streams of income alone. So my thing is, realizing or recognizing how to utilize your gift and how to make it multiply for you. You never have to do anything outside of your gift or your passion as far as work. If you tap into your gift and tap into what you're passionate about, I promise you it'll make a living for you. I promise you if you had a collection plate, I'd put some money in there right now. <laughs> I can go get one if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I told y'all, I told you Annette was going to be dropping some jewels and some nuggets. I mean, you get an information here that you don't even have to pay for. And this shows how much that she does what she does. I mean, you don't have to pay however much you're going to see Tony Robbins or Robert Nagasaki. This is this is lived proof. And right. you have to definitely listen to what she's saying because the way the world is right now is, is the has and the have-nots or the haves and the have-mores, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really do feel we, at this time, we have, a, we have a time whereas we have to learn how to depend upon ourselves because of the simple fact. Um, I like how, how Dame Dash said it. He was like, why would I need to go work for this man? If I die, is my son going to inherit my position? Right. My son can't put his name on none of this, you know, if it's for somebody right. else. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And. And you was on it. I mean, but uh, if if your uh, your client is still looking for another revenue stream, as far as what the uh, what the cooking is concerned, tell her holla at me. You know, uh, <laughs> I have a couple <laughs> ideas for her. If you need, I could go ahead and hook up with a cooking show. <laughs> I could right, go ahead and respond. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I sure will tell her and connect her with you. I'm sure that you, you can. And I tell them you can never have too many streams of income. But one of the last part, and this is another thing that I that I talk to most of my clients. Most of my clients are, you know, minority clients. Um, so typically, you know, we're not accustomed to having money. And you understand that, you know, God makes you a steward over a little thing just to see how responsible you're going to be with it. In the event that he blesses you with something big, he needs to be able to trust you with it. And so I have right. um, the CD. So I don't know if you saw the CD, Eddie, but it's the um, Live Free CD. So I'm teaching um, tips on how to live financially free how to experience financial freedom. And um, I created the CD because I always feel like God uses me as an example to do certain things just because he knows I'm crazy enough to do some of the things he tells me to do. And then once I do them and I see that it works, I tell everybody. You know, I'm just going to put it somewhere where everybody could get to it and, you know, whatever. And so I put on a CD. God gave me this financial formula to utilize with um, my income, you know, after I had been an entrepreneur. Maybe this has been in the last couple of years. Um, how to, you know, proportion my money to the point where my money works for me and I don't, I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, you understand? And my debt uh-huh. is completely clear. So man dictates to you the terms that you can pay whatever it is. And that's, that's man law and we just got to respect it and, and we're governed by it, right? And so typically for a car, they give you 60 months, five years to pay a car loan off, 
the typical house loan in right. 30 years, blah, blah, blah. Those are man's terms. But as right. believers in God, we understand that, you know, even though we have to live under the law, we're not bound by that. You know what I'm saying? Because God supersedes all of that. Right. And so what God allowed me to do over the last six, seven years was to, I had a 30-year house loan. He blessed me to be able to pay that 30-year house loan out in 10 years. I had my own car that I purchased, and in two and a half, it was a 60-month car loan. I paid that out in two and a half years. So the last thing God blessed me to do was to be able to buy my daughter a car. She wanted a car for her 18th birthday, and I bought her a car. And the Lord said, this is a 60-month loan, but I want you to pay it out in six months so that you can utilize the formula that I gave you, pay it out in six months so that you can show people they don't have to abide by man's terms, in other words. So I say... Live by the highest spirit. Live by the spirit. Right, exactly. I really don't know how I'm going to pay a 60-month car loan out in six months, but, you know, I feel like me and God are the dynamic duo. I tell everybody that me and him, we could get a a lot of confidence. We're the dynamic duo. I love that. I say, but God, you say we're going to do it? We're going to do it. And I paid it out in six months. So I put the whole formula... Everything, how to break the income down, this is that or whatever, what you can allocate towards bills, and this is that. And I make my clients face their budget and face their spending. What are you spending your money on? Because there's no way you should be. I had a client that had absolutely no children, and she didn't have enough money to carry her over from paycheck to paycheck. I said, something you're doing wrong. I promise you you're doing something wrong. So I made her face her budget and write out everything she spent. And we did this for a whole week, and then she had to write throughout the whole month. And one of the things I noticed that she was spending almost eight hundred dollars a month on eating out to lunch. Mm-hmm. I already know. <laughs> that, that's your, that's your Our women love to eat out. Yeah, man, I know, man. And, it's, and don't, I don't get put me nobody wrong. name out. Yeah, all in its place. You understand? What I'm saying I love I love nice stuff, but all, I, I'm not going to sex every day and buy nothing because sex already got his money. You know, when I go to sex, I'm going because I want to treat myself. It's not an everyday occurrence because, again, I don't want to, I don't want to be trying to figure out what I'm gonna do in between. I'm gonna have a, a thousand or two thousand dollar purse and nothing in it. That don't make no sense. <laughs> You're so right. You I, definitely I need right my about people that. to think. Yeah, I need you to stop, stop fighting against money and work with it. Money is supposed to flow to you, mm-hmm. not run away from you. Yeah, it's a tool that we use to build with. And um, that's also with the law of attraction. Um, I'm glad you're talking about this as far as with money concerned, because I'm going to have to get you on here soon again as far as when um, we go into our segment about, <clears throat> you know, money management, uh, the use of money, money investment, and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I'm not sure if you've heard of the book Richest Man in Babylon, but it, it, speaks, it speaks about that. And the the terminology how how the guy used in the book he said he said treat your it was a king talking to um, a blacksmith he said you uh-huh. treat your money as you would do a slave he said it has its purpose and that's what you would do with it when you save your money that meant you saved your money's life so that means uh-huh. your money indebted to you so the job of your money from now and forevermore is to reproduce itself. To appease you for right. saving that money's life, <laughs> right? And, and I don't, and I don't even just preach that. My thing is to in, to invest and have a return on your investment. So I right. need my money. I don't need to just save it. I need it to multiply. I need him to bring back some free. When I put him out, I need him to bring company back with him. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so if I right. put out a thousand dollars 
it has to go into an investment that's going to reap me a, another $5,000. So he's bringing back company. I like him to bring back company. I don't want you to come back alone. So that's why I send you right. out. But if I spend you on a purse, you're not coming back for nothing. You're just out there, you know? So mm, no, I need you're right. To you even went to somewhere back. else. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You multiply somebody else. Uh, I need you to multiply me. Right. You're right about that because we we invest in, in the wrong things. You know, as a people, right. most like most we we actually uh, to our listeners out there uh, as in America, black people. This is specifically for you. You say you have no word, no voice, and things like that. A lot of people have been getting upset because they say Obama hasn't done anything for black people. I want to tell you a quick thing about about money and politics. Okay, politicians they they, they look out for the people who donate to them. This is why you had a lot of things as far as that, that was being passed and moved along for the uh, as far as for Mexicans are concerned. When Obama first ran for president, <clears throat> they got that man some money. Same thing mm-hmm. as far as with the uh, LGBT community. That is the same thing was going on. These, these 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 groups, these people, what they did is they got together collectively and put their money together, and they here we believe in what you're saying. We're going to add this towards your campaign. Mm-hmm. As far as black people are concerned, this is one. This is one reason why laws have not changed and why things have not gotten right for us because we haven't gotten our money right. Mm-hmm. We we look at money in the wrong way. As soon as we get it, we spend it. So right. therefore, we can't we can't look for for representation. But also in the same breath, what I wanted to say is, yes, it does help as far as for political purposes. But it yeah. also with this money, we are the largest consumers in the United States. We're seventy five percent of the consumers. Last mm-hmm. year, we spent one point two trillion dollars. So if we knew how to manage this money as far as black people because. I'm tired of hearing black people talk about, I want my 40 acres in the mule. Your 40 acres in the mule is that government assistance that you're getting. <clears throat> That's right. your 40 acres in the mule. So let's, right. let's, let's forget the 40 acres in the mule and, and you know, let's get 100,000 acres and some airplanes. So let's learn right. how to invest our money properly, you know, and, right. and, and, and change our mindset from it. Because the money so is there, we just need to learn. Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, we're the biggest spenders, but the lowest earners. With the lowest right. earnings, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't right. make sense at all. And it is going to get there, but I don't want to delve too deep in there. But for our listeners, please pay attention to that. You know, uh, check your money. You know, because we will invest in anything but ourselves. And for any business, this is to anyone that's out there. If you can't even invest in yourself for your own business, you don't need to be in business. Right. Absolutely Something right. Like but what we need Absolutely to do right. at that point where we need to take a quick commercial break uh, to our listeners out there. Once again, we have Annette Jones, businesswoman, author, motivational speaker. We're having a great conversation. I just need you to hold on for a moment, Annette, to our listeners. We'll be right back, and thank you for listening to Eddie Kane Radio. Once again, we're back. This is Eddie Kane Radio. I am your host, Eddie Kane. Today's guest that we have today is Annette Jones. She's a businesswoman, author, motivational speaker. She has a consulting firm, nonprofit. She is all around just an, an awesome, an awesome individual. Uh, earlier, we were speaking, and she's talking about her her, her various various ventures in life. Uh, not adventures, but ventures, things that she's going through, and 
to get to the point where she is right now. And and I'm so great to have. I'm so happy to have Annette on here as part of the From Poverty to Prosperity series because she is really laying down some jewels for the listeners out there. This, I mean, so I hope you're ear hustling. And for the people that don't know what ear ear hustling means, I hope you're out there listening. <laughs> <laughs> and you're learning some stuff. <laughs> That's all ear hustling is. But um, once again, Annette, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh no, that is not a problem. I mean, I am greatly in in, in enjoying the the conversation because you really are not you are you you are you're a real teacher. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You, you are a teacher as far as for what you're doing for what you're doing. Is mm-hmm. is you actually doing what teachers do? Okay, Good. you're you're providing opportunity. You're educating. You're also you're nurturing, even with with your company dealing with with the mental health. I mean, there's so many, and, and you're teaching as far as with your consulting, and you, you're and mentoring with the nonprofit working with the the young ladies. So mm-hmm. you you what you're doing is you're actually doing what we need to do, and right. You're really impacting the city of New Orleans, and that's that's a great thing. And I'm I'm proud to say that I I know you. So when I get me another book, I want me a nice little autograph on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, what I want to know is um, just to recap, uh, we were we were speaking about Annette's books, and. What I would like for you to do, uh, Annette, for the people that might be tuning in a little later, is you can give a you know a, a brief recap of each one of your books and and you know what they're about and where can we find them because they are definitely life changes. Um, conquering the enemy, um, and enemy E-N-E-M-E, It just really talks about overcoming the enemy of self. Um, that book can be found on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. Um, but if you wanna autographed copy of the book, uh, a hard copy of the book, which is autographed, then that would be through myself. And I can be found on Facebook uh, as Annette Purpose Driven Jones. Just uh, kind of inbox me a message with your information on it, and I can set up everything from there and mail you out an autographed copy. The uh, second book is called uh, Every Day is a New Day, which is a, a book of, you know, and it's it's just an e-book, and it can be found on Amazon as well. Um and it's just a book that, you know, goes through daily positive affirmations. So each day you have a positive affirmation. That's only an e-book. And the third book is um, Creating Streams to Live Your Dreams, and it teaches how to create uh, at least five streams of income within operating within your gift. Um, so just showing you the benefits of the streams, how to create the streams of income, um, and how to create the streams to be able to live the dreams that you want to live, the dream life that you typically only dreamed of, and at some point it can become right. a reality, and it's just teaching you how to do that. <clears throat> right. And so that um, that book is um, it's only in um, print form, and um, I have the copies of that as well, so I can be reached again to uh, receive an autographed copy of that, as well as the CD, which is uh, the Leo Priest series, teaching you how to um, live within your means, as a, well, live below your means so that you can, again, be able to live and do whatever it is that you want to do and not live from paycheck to Monday. Um, so all of those products can be purchased either through me and the e-book can only be purchased on Amazon or bondsandnoble.com, but any um, actual products can be purchased through me, and I can be reached on Facebook um, at Annette Purpose Driven Jones or um, via email 
Um, my business email is dart, B as in dog, A-R-T, consulting, L-L-C, at gmail.com. So you can correspond me via email or inbox on Facebook. All right, great. I hope you all heard that. Um, you know, a lot of people out there have Twitter accounts. I mean, do you have Twitter or, or Instagram or something I like that? Actually, um, I have Instagram. I have no idea how to uh, operate all of that. You know, my daughter typically does that. <laughs> I, I have a Twitter account with the nonprofit. I don't know how to operate that either. So, um, on Instagram, I am and met the author, but I don't, I don't do too much on Instagram because it's just fun making it sense to me. That's a young person thing for me. You know, just because it's a lot of pictures and stuff. I don't, you know, it's just, right. I don't know. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm on Instagram as Annette the author, but I really prefer, you know, if you correspond with me through Facebook because, I, you know, I, I understand Facebook perfectly fine. Instagram, Twitter, not so much. Um so, yeah, the best way to reach me is either by email or through uh, Facebook. Okay. Um, I had to have the phone on mute because the mic on mute because I was trying not to laugh when you said Don't it. laugh at me. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at you. So you said, I don't have, yeah, I have Instagram. I don't know how to use it. It's just a bunch of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you know the young people, my daughter and all of them, or whatever they're teenagers, and they just like to take pictures and post them. And I, oh, I don't have time for that. I'll be forty in like three weeks. I just don't have time to just be snapping pictures and posting and all of that. I got work to do, so I, just, you know, I'm just not Instagram savvy. <laughs> That's how I was when I first got on. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Yeah, she's like, you need Instagram. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know why I need it because I don't know how to navigate it. But, sure, if you feel like I need to put it up, then go ahead and put it up, and we'll just figure the rest out. I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's all part of it's all part of the, the quote-unquote, what we call now branding. You know what I mean? Right. So I guess. Look, like, I guess. <laughs> it's all part of that. Right. <laughs> Yes, but let me ask you on um, because you've really been dropping some jewels and and I really like I said before I really want to thank you for taking time out your busy schedule to to come on the show and um and and share with us. No problem. Can you, without giving away all of uh, something that you would charge for, what would you say to a person? Let's say I'm coming at you. Hello, Miss Jones. My name is Eddie Kane. I heard about you. I'm trying to – I kind of know what I like to do, but I know one thing. I want to work for myself. I don't work. I don't want to work for somebody else. I'm, I'm a writer. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can help What you. would you say? <laughs> but I, I would just need to sit down with you and schedule a meeting just to determine, um, you know, what it is that you, you really like to write, what area you like to write, and then just trying to figure out what would be the most effective way for you to utilize your particular gift and make, you know, make a, make room, you know, allow that gift to make room for you, allow the gift to make money for you. So there are several different routes and alternatives you can take, and not only being an author of a book, there's other alternatives that you can utilize. But we just have to sit down, schedule a meeting, and brainstorm through, you know, what would work best for you. All right, cool. That's great. Great. Wish I'd have known about you about six years ago, five years. <laughs> <laughs> Versus all the, the trial and error that I had to go through. Right, I understand that. Ooh, yes, indeed. But it is it has been a pleasure. I I have definitely enjoyed. And um, what I want to ask you about is your motivation. You know, what mm-hmm. your motivation that compels you to to do what you do. What is that motivation? Besides, I, before before we took the break, you were speaking of 
you say you definitely want to show your children something different. Mm-hmm. And would you say your children are the, the main motivation for you, for your drive, or, or what is it? Um. Well, I have, I have three things, three whys. Um, and you know, when you understand your why, you understand why it is that you do what you do. So my three whys are: first, my children, because I don't want them to experience the life of struggles that I experienced. You know, growing up being poor, this is that or whatever. Um, that's not first. That's one of them. Um, the second thing is um, because I don't want to return back to the life that I experienced when I was growing up. You know, right. seeing the cycle of, you know, pillow the post and bitch make meals, just trying not to starve, that type of thing or whatever. So I personally don't want to return to that life. The ultimate reason is because I want to please God. So that's my that's the ultimate reason for doing everything that I do and for, um, you know, for everything that I do. So typically – at the end of this life, when everything is all said and done, I still have a God that I have to answer to to say, I, you know, I did what you called me to do, you know, and I want him to say, serve and well done. So that's my ultimate reason, my ultimate why for doing what I do. So it's God, my children, and then me. Gotcha. That is awesome. That is awesome. That goes back to Dame Dash. Like he said, uh, I don't hustle for myself. I hustle for my seeds. No, he said, I right. don't hustle for my name. He said, I don't hustle for my name. I hustle for my last hustle name. for my last name, so, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I definitely understand that, and that is great. That is great. Before we let you go, can you just leave us with one last jewel, a piece of knowledge, or some type of motivation, or just, just leave us with something, you know, um, give us something good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to leave you what I left with Facebook yesterday. Um. We talk, and I know we talked about it before, false expectations appearing real, which is fear. A lot of times we are afraid and we talk ourselves out of doing things because of fear. Fear can be crippling. Um, fear can immobilize you. Fear will have you to not do something that you know God is calling you to do. But the only way to get to the other side of fear is to just do it. So you can be afraid. You can shiver in your boots. You can think you're going to fail. No matter what you think, you're not going to fail. Just do it. If you feel, if you know that God is calling you to do it, know that He's going to make every provision necessary for you to succeed. Just do it. Wow, that is great. That is great. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to our guest, Annette Jones. She's a businesswoman. She's an author. She's a motivational speaker. Check out her books on Amazon: Conquering the Enemy, Every Day is a New Day. Creating the dream to live. Wait, oh, I can't. The dream to live dream. I got to talk about Creating the dream to live your dreams. Good thing I can edit this. <laughs> <laughs> but please, y'all, I'm telling you, you will. It is. It is. It is life changing. Hopefully, you all have has gathered. You know. Something that you can apply to your lives from from the conversation that we had today. Once again, this is Eddie Kane, and remember, when the world gets too fast, all you have to do is just step back, count to ten, and breathe. It'll be okay. This is Eddie Kane from Eddie Kane Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Kane. Take it light. Have a great day. Peace. Everybody out there in Radio Land, oh, that you continue to tune in to Eddie Kane Radio. He's doing a lot of things 
a lot of change can come through people tuning in and just hearing some of the things that he talked about. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.